Ladies and gentlemen, now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Wow. 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 Who is that kid? Who is that kid? I went I went into I found a time machine back at the live show, but I didn't share it with anyone because you know what happens is you let some 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 quirky young teen goes on the adventure with you and then they step on a butterfly and all of a sudden we're speaking German and yeah. well, Marty, that's, that's, what did you do? Yeah. That was pretty good. Are you are you an impressionist and you just haven't you've been holding out on me this I'm, whole time? I'm an introverted impressionist i don't i don't okay. like to uh share too much okay what am i even paying you for jesus all right <laughs> guys welcome back to another episode of it's too late i am your host alan mosley joined as always by the number one producer in late night it's dave Wolomowski. dave how are you doing well I, i've seen better days but not many i'm doing pretty good <clears throat> pretty, wow. pretty pumped up about this show being back here back in the studio yeah yeah back back home feels nice how you doing Pretty good. I, you know, I we're we're nearing the end of my weight loss journey, but but to kind of like jumpstart the very end stretch, I lost like six pounds instantly. Yeah, that's how it's I amazing weight loss competitions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what's Shave funny is so I went to this place to get my hair cut, and as I was like I was sitting there waiting my turn, and they had just taken out the trash. Mm-hmm. And then when they were done with me, they had to take out the trash again <laughs> from just me. It was, was kind of sick, to be honest with yeah. you. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I didn't even write a monologue. I thought this 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 whole monologue would be, look how Alan went backwards yeah. seven years. You know what's funny is that I've had people messaging me, that the, for the few people that had seen me before right now, who had said, hey, what does is, what is Anike think about the new do? Yeah. And I'm like, this is what my hair was like for like my whole life until like six years ago. What do you mean new? She saw this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like and a then, you know, picture. Ex- okay, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I was about to say next, is I've had people write me and say, man, I just can't imagine Alan with short hair. That's been my profile pic this whole time. (laughs) This is how, you know how you can tell no one actually goes to your channel or your profile and looks at any of your content? This is how I can tell. All these people have outed themselves, Dave. (laughs) So anyway, now you know what it looks like. You people who don't support the channel or the show or look or watch anything. I mean, why, why am I bitching? They're not watching this, right? They don't see. Yeah. They're yeah. not getting the message. Yeah. Who is getting the message? It's Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Carl. Yeah. Thanks hey. for coming in. I think Carl shared his address the other night, but it, I, I was I was weirded out because he just did it live on Twitch or something. I need Carl yeah. to send me the address because I can't write it down right now. I'm kind of busy. Yeah. But... I I've got I've got his hot sauce down down in the basement, but you, Carl better hurry up and get it because I've been drinking it. Because mm. every it's everybody's hot. yeah everybody's been sick ever since oh, yeah. the big show, and the way that I've been warding off the demons is to just keep drinking the hot sauce to burn away the demons. Oh, that's the secret. You know, I was trying to use those Tennessee cures, and I was just drinking a a, a jar of moonshine for the past mm-hmm. week. So it's the hot yeah. sauce that does it. Okay. Yeah, that that works too from all the all the acetone that does that. Okay. So, yeah. 
just a violent environment. That's all it requires. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of a violent environment, did you see Dr. Fauci got COVID? Really? He got all them. It, of course, it's the same old announcement as all of them. They have in the little announcement, uh, you know, he's fully vaccinated and double boosted, but he got the COVID and now he's isolated and all that stuff. Do we do we have a picture of Dr. Fauci? I think so. Hold on. Yeah, there he is right there in the middle. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah, that looks right. Son of a bitch. All right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, you would think they got all that money for all them scientific experiments on the other people that he'd also have enough money to fix that gap. Is he mm. trying to be David Letterman or something? Oh, horning yeah. in on your racket. Right. <laughs> I I would, I would do like the, you know, like the hee hee thing, but <laughs> I think people think that that's more Michael Jackson for me mm. than it is David Letterman. And also, and also I feel like that joke was played out in 1996. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whoo! And then, like he'd have his pencil and he would stretch and throw. Remember, he used to take the cards and throw them back to the little fake city behind him. Oh yeah, I could do that. I could do that. Look. Yep. I could but, do but that. Sometimes they'd they'd land on top of the buildings and stuff. Yeah, but I don't have the cards. I just use a monitor, and I'm oh. loath to throw my monitor yeah. at my set. We're not that big yet. Yeah, Someday. when when it when we're you'll know when the last show comes when I just take the viewer mail and just one of one of Ryan's letters slip through. Yeah, give me give me that. Um, Dave, do you ever do you ever think that maybe we would have more subscribers if we ever like paid one of them highfalutin marketing companies from the big city to like do marketing and social media and branding branding do branding oh. for us you oh, think yeah. that would help yeah i've thought about reinvesting that'd be crazy yeah well yeah i mean all the money that i keep promising that i'll pay you is mm -hmm. look i look i'll build. double your money today dave by yeah, reinvesting it into a marketing firm and then we'll make so much more money i'll double your pay that makes sense yeah yeah you can't pass that up no uh a I tell you, a friend of mine sent me a picture of exactly what I'm talking about here. There was this company that does, like, commercial real estate or something, and they just had a basic name. It was just Ginger. That was their name. Mm -hmm. And they, they paid, like, a million dollars to this marketing firm to say, hey, can you do something with our name? Like, kind of make it into one of those text logos thing where it looks, like, mm. modern and jumbled up and just just kind of chic and hip and that sort of thing. And and they and they put that million dollars to good use. Take a look right here. Oh, it's it's ginger, Dave. That's oh, what the, doesn't make sense. G ginger, that's what that. Oh, supposed oh, two lines. Okay, that's what that's supposed to say. Okay, it took me a second to work through it. It's like a maze. <laughs> Don't say it. No. All right, it's a ginger. To, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. a strong reader. Yeah. Well, if if you if you like to le to read counterclockwise, then <laughs> just just pause the video, rewind about thirty seconds, and go read it again. But don't no. say it, Ryan. All right. Um. So finally, this evening, uh, a lot of people have been talking a lot about about modern teachers and how. 
teachers today seem to be way different than when you and I were growing up. Like, I, I can remember being in elementary school at McDowell Elementary School back in Columbia, Tennessee. And it's like, it seems like every teacher I had was like the classic old school marm that they wore the old, like, overalls dress over their flowery shirt. And and they were all, I mean, they all had to be 100 years old then. Mm-hmm. And they were all evil, so they're all still alive. That's 100% true. Yep. Um, yeah. And but they but they were though they were all older ladies that were always like Every, welcome back to school everyone I hope you're ready for your reading and writing and arithmetic mm-hmm. and nowadays it's like are you ready to see a drag show motherfuckers are you ready <laughs> like let me show you how to put on a condom with your mouth but this is not high school mind you this no. is like you know yeah. second grade yeah. Um, it, it, and it, I was reminded by that, by this graphic right here. Take a look. Teachers, when I was a kid, I hope everyone had a good recess. It's time for math. Teachers now. Whiteness is privilege. Now, who's ready to hear about my sexuality? <laughs> Let's talk about my weekend. It's ma'am! <laughs> Did you have a favorite teacher growing up, Dave? A favorite? I, yeah. I mean, we, we, we had, I had like this, this, uh, art teacher, you know, usually they're just kind of there to, to widen your horizons a little bit, you know, think outside the box and stuff like that. Not quite as mm-hmm. far as they do today, but she was cool. You know, she just kind of let you do your thing and, and, and explore what, what you wanted to work on. I liked her. Yeah. I think the difference, I think the <laughs> difference is, well, it's cause you don't remember anything. Whereas mm-hmm. I remember every painstaking detail. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you know, it, I I've I've I finally realized that the reason the difference is like if people wonder, man, what happened, and everyone wants to dig into all these sociocultural differences between then and now. No, 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 no. It's because every teacher that I had in elementary school, like, re- they grew up in the Dust Bowl. They remember <laughs> the Great Depression. They had to ride a, a wagon to school, and then they taught me. That was it. Was literally one to one. They went from that to teaching me. Uh, Whereas yeah. all the teachers today grew up like watching Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Saved by the Bell wasn't on our list the other day. It wasn't. Good. So, okay. <laughs> Good. Okay. We have to redo it though because it didn't have just just for married with children alone. We have to redo the whole damn thing. Yeah, yeah. Poor audience. No, that's this is the type of riveting content they've come to expect. They love it. Yeah, if you're in the chat, you've uh, you've agreed to the TOS. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. Just just leave your email in in the box there, and we'll we'll send you some promotional, you know. Yeah. So anyway, how about the haircut? Am I right? Yeah, dude. Seriously. And then and then nah. I shaved. So we we both look like kids, you know. You shaved. I didn't shave all the way. I have to leave a little bit, but it's, it's still too much for me. I'm not. I'm uncomfortable with it. I don't like it. Yeah. You. I think now that you've done what you've done, you should just go straight back to Fu Manchu. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. A little warm for that. Uh, chat, this is what we're raising money for this week. If we raise $100 by the end of tonight's after party, Dave, 
is doing a Fu Manchu mayonnaise taste testing. I don't know it's, how that works, but I'm down. It's, yeah, give it a try. it's it's very very much like a mayonnaise taste testing, but you'll also be sporting a Fu Manchu. Oh, like tonight? Well, I mean, I I mean, how Jesus? How fast does that shit grow on your face? If yeah, it's really if, I mean, if it's tonight, then this probably should up it to like five hundred. But <laughs> no, 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 no. one hundred I think is good. Um, I guess we better be getting on with the show. Yeah, might as well. Guys, we're going to be back with the meme of the week and the viewer mail right after this commercial break. Stick around. There was some there was some vendors at the live event the other weekend, and there's people in chat right now saying, "Oh my God, the pecan brittle was fantastic." Yeah, yeah. people are still fighting over that here. We we got some in the oh. fridge. Oh, no. yeah, boy! If you're gonna come down to the south, you're gonna eat. That's what you're <laughs> gonna. That's what you're going to do. Our friend Ryan, who only weighs like nine pounds, said that he gained five pounds like the first night he was in <laughs> That sounds about right, yeah. And I, and I hadn't heard from him since. Mm. Hmm. He's jumping off the radar. Yeah, well, all's well that ends well, I say. Uh, hey, Dave. Yes, Alan. What time is it? Oh, it's time for Meme of the Week. Oh, we still do this. Her, if you win a game against me, I'll have sex with you. Me, after beating her at Russian roulette. My goodness. I told you we were going in a different direction on the show. So don't don't you act surprised. I told you we were done with politics. We've just, we've transcended. All right. But we do have a bonus meme. Check out the bonus meme. The tick, after you pull it off your dog. Oh. I can go over too. Yeah. Don't say it. No. Say what? Nothing. Uh, you got to get the ticks off quicker. That's yeah. Yeah, you don't. You didn't get. Them. You didn't get any ticks when you were out there in the wilderness the other day, did oh, you? I didn't even check, man. Oh. Jeez. Well, we now you're use... gonna. <laughs> now you're gonna. We, we, gonna we did use the off as soon as we got out of the vehicle. Oh. So. Yeah, off the ankles. Yeah, that's very good. Um, God, have you seen the viewer mail this week? I didn't get a really good chance to. You know, I kind of catch one when it's come across, but 
So remember a few weeks ago when I had just kind of casually announced to the audience that we were going to start being a bit more discerning about the viewer yeah. mail since since so many people seem to think that it's an opportunity for them to do their type five stand up instead of ask us a question. <laughs> we 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 haven't weeded out the wheat from the chaff yet, Dave. So okay. we're only doing like three questions because so many people still don't get it. Let's answer the viewer mail. All right. People are talking about Justin Bieber in the chat. You see that? Oh, yeah. I think I think Bieber got like Bell's palsy or something from a from a something jab. Like, well, that's what they want to say. I don't know. Well, how the hell else is it's a perfectly healthy young man? Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like, kind of like our memes on the show. They're just sort of <laughs> sudden and unexplained. <laughs> All right. Uh, Eric Eli writes, "Dear Alan and Dave, what are you most proud of this Pride Month?" Dave, what are you most proud of this month? Wow. Well, I'm dragging me and my whole family down to Tennessee to see all of our our internet friends and have some delicious food and eventually put on a a pretty good show. I think. So I'm 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 proud of what we did this that mm -hmm. weekend. The the edited portion of the show was pretty good. Yeah. Like if you saw it live, the and then you saw the taped version, you'd be like, This is is this even the same show? Like, no, they waited until we all left and did it over again. Studio magic. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we need some more of that studio magic. Like ginger. <laughs> um Dean Dykstra writes, Dear Alan and Dave, who's your favorite comedian? Dave, who's your favorite comedian? Oh, my favorite. Like right, right to the, the first thing that pops into my head is Louis C.K. I always, I think he's fun. He walks the edge, you know. He, he he's not afraid to offend people. Pretty good jokes. So I guess that. You know, the t the tough thing about a favorite comedian is is that it evolves. Comedy evolves, and mm -hmm. comedians evolve. And Louis C.K. used to be really good, but ever since his whole uh oh! Situation, he's not good anymore. It's like, it, 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 remember, like they used to say, like sometimes you would have a driver in NASCAR and they'd have a really bad wreck mm. and they would never quite drive the same again. Like it's it's like it's in their head, you know. Yeah, he's kind of like that me, wall again. me with me chopping my fingers off. I, you know, it's in my head yeah. now and I can't touch knives. I just, mm. you know, I'm just kidding. I, I love knives. <laughs> but anyway, um. So I so Louis C.K. used to be good, not anymore. Chappelle used to also be better than he is now, but he's still better than Louis C.K. Uh, and Norm's no longer with us, but until someone's better than Norm, I'm just going to say Norm MacDonald. Uh, Celeste Ennis writes, Dear Alan and Dave, did you ever play any pranks in your school days? Dave, oh. were, you, were you a prankster when you were a young one? Oh, buddy. Yeah, no, I never played any oh. pranks. No. no. It's a good kid. Okay. Well, I, I have this whole <laughs> big long thing about um, committing domestic terror at the freshman oh. girl's dorm when I was in college, but I've told the story before. Like, I'm not going to tell it again. <laughs> uh, but this is this is for the kids at home. Here's, here's a cheapie. Uh, so D3, Chris, Jane, if you're listening, this is what you can do to mom and dad for a barrel full of laughs. 
if you've if you've if you've got one of those sinks that has like the little sprayer where oh. if you use the sprayer then it sprays otherwise it just sits there and the sink is on rubber band the sprayer down the little gun down so that that way when they just casually go up to the sink and turn it on it'll just shoot them right in the face yeah that may that's, have happened here dave that's my gift to you well thank you you're welcome my, my future um, soaked shirt thanks you but but Celeste also knows the story I think already about about my brush with Guantanamo Bay so just oh. refer to that okay uh, Clay Davis writes dear Alan and Dave what was something your parents said to you over and over that drove you nuts as a kid Dave you got something oh. some some wise words of wisdom that were driven into your skull uh, if you keep doing that with your face, it's going to stick that way. Hmm. Well, they were looking out for you. Yeah. Well, you never. Kids don't listen. Did Did you also have Bell's palsy? <laughs> did you? <laughs> I feel like I feel like more people should have regular checkups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I say every once every once in a while, I like to smile, you know, just to make sure I'm not having a stroke. Wow, boy! When when you when you said that it was purely procedural to check for a stroke, you weren't joking. There was no joy in that. It was no. just that was that was purely for a scientific endeavor, and then off. Yep. You need to normal. you need to practice more like me. So the thing is, is that I'm a deeper sociopath than Dave, but I've spent years perfecting my craft to make people think that I'm not a serial killer, yeah. which I'm not. Look at him go. <laughs> you're like in your brain, you're saying blink one, two, three, yeah. blink one, two. All right. That's what uh, normal people do. Next week, we're going to do a whole 60 minute show where we do the show, but in in between our narrating, you'll say blink one, two, three. Just, <laughs> just say it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Aaron Kendner writes Dear Alan Dave. Are there any foods you didn't like as a child but enjoy now, or vice versa? More distinguished palate nowadays, Dave. I think I think I've always been open to trying stuff. Like I used to make my uh, my one grandmother always make me a cream of spinach soup. It was like a homemade mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. and I, I loved it. Every time I went over there, I'm like, "Can you make me some of that soup?" Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I always thought that I liked uh, Brussels sprouts, but it turns out I just like a lot of cheese sauce on, and they they held them. That's the situation oh. where I had cheese sauce. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's so all I can do think, you? Really. So do you still like the cream of spinach soup? Yeah, I probably would. Okay. I, I haven't had it, and I I've never actually tried to make my own. From a can, probably wouldn't be the same thing. Well, because the question was, if you liked it then, yeah. then that means you don't like it now, or you didn't like it then, and you do like it now. Well, it's kind of like I don't I don't like spinach found out because i've had straight like they give you like a bowl of warm spinach i'm like this is terrible what was my grandma doing that was made it so special Mm -hmm. it's now yeah no that's well that's because you're alcoholic popeye it used to be spinach now it's just yeah 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 how was the moonshine by the way oh it's terrible (laughs) it's all gone though isn't it it is it's so bad yeah guys it's that that hundred dollars is going to pay for Dave's rehab and well like <laughs> like twenty bucks of it for the for the mayonnaise though right and then the other eighty 
yeah. going, yeah, for the institution. All right. Uh, Carl Hubert writes, Dear Alan and Dave, in libraries, do they put the Bible in the fiction or nonfiction section? Wow. I don't go to where hobos live, so yeah, yeah. I don't go to the library. What was the sense. last time you went to a library? Uh, about a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we go. We, 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 you know, it's it's almost like a little event center downtown, and it's got a cool view of the bay and stuff. So we take the kids. They have a nice children's museum. Let them pick up some books, play around on stuff. But it's yeah, it's something nice to do with the family and tell them to stay away from that guy. Just give him a lot of space. Get a load of this guy over here with a family. <laughs> doing nice things with his kids. Jeez. What a fag. You're a fag. <laughs> Only a fag would have a would have intercourse with his spouse and produce children and then raise them. All right. This is this is going off the rails now. That was the that was it. That was when it happened. Um Okay. Carl, hope this helps. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Dave, If your alligator wore Kevlar, would it be an investigator? Hmm. Invest. Vest. It says vest in there. I feel like I feel like the investigator pun would have been better if he was in investing, like he's an investor, yeah. than, Invest, than to be... Investigator. To be in a vest, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of reaching a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's still good. If I, I tell you what, if I had a gator skin vest, I would wear it. Oh. If 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 someone sends me a gator skin vest and or suit, I will wear it on the show. Yeah. You'd have mm-hmm. to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So Andrew, I feel like you took different pieces of puns and just kind of. Just, just kind of crammed them together. That's how Dave wound up with three kids. Is that how that happened? <laughs> Shut up, fag. Anyway, uh, and finally tonight, uh, Ryan Seifert writes, Thank okay. God Ryan's still here. Uh, dear Alan and Dave, can Waffle House hash browns be used as diesel fuel? Yeah, it's not that greasy, is it? I thought they were good. I enjoyed them. Oh yeah, I mean they were they were good, but lots of greasy foods are good. But I don't think yeah. Waffle House food is that. I mean, come on, right? No, I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, it's pretty. Oh, I have. Oh, I'm gonna go to Waffle House. I've been making a list now that I'm now that I'm like nearing the end of oh. well, I mean I'm nearing the end, but I'm also mm-hmm. nearing the end of my weight loss journey. I've been mm-hmm. making a list of the places I'm gonna go. Ooh. Triple awesome. hash, well done. Triple hash. Like hash browns or like Yes. Hash? No. Oh. I didn't know if they had it. I didn't really look at the You menu. could get that at Waffle House too, I'm pretty sure, but not like inside, like around Oh, Around the back, that I think that'll be a new a new thing for us. Is that if 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 we 
And that's that's our signal, Dave. They can't see you. You keep you yeah. do. Oh, Dave yeah. puts on this massive amount of performance art just for I me. Yeah, you guys are watching me, and I'm watching Dave. <laughs> and I don't know what. God only help us. What Dave's watching? Backdoor sluts nine or <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, Run back. I actually. Do you ever? All right, real real question for a second while I'm opening up my fortune cookie. Do you oh. ever like feel bad for our guests because they appear on this? Yeah. They have no idea. Oh no, they don't know. They no. But but it's kind of their fault though, isn't it? Yeah, you got to got to do your research. You you got to have that marketing person. Mhm. Mm I feel like this is something they would do for you. They would turn your <laughs> logo into anti, you know, into racism. And if money really changes everything, then change how you look at money. Oh, take, got... take, 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 a, take a look at that right there. Yep, we got you Dave Ramsey writing these now. Yeah, it's very wow. <laughs> hey, didn't, didn't Mary get a question in, in in time? Did she? I think she did that at the last minute. I don't know if she got on your. List. I was I was gonna skip it because the segment ended. Oh, we're supposed to go. But I guess I'll I guess I'll do it. You're a glutton for punishment, Dave. You know what else <laughs> I didn't do is I didn't do I didn't do the sponsor thing. But oh, but my but my product is over there just out of my reach. I can't because just just just, just one second just. <laughs> All right, all right. So anyway, it's Pat Crest Botanicals, which you can find at patcrestbotanicals.com. Promo code: It's too late. All one word is "It's too late" for thirty percent off. 30. Here, ladies, I've got the Ascend Three Thousand. This is what I wake up to every yeah. Take it, take it. Imagine waking up to that. Yeah. And then you get Bell's palsy. It's amazing. I'm I'm just kidding. I'm Michael Pig. I'm just kidding. You don't. You don't get. <laughs> just, well, that's the end of that sponsorship. Isn't yeah, it, Dave? That was nice. Was this was better. Off. That was insane. If you hadn't said a goddamn word about Mary's question, we'd have just gone right to the interview, yep. and we Still wouldn't have sponsor. lost a sponsor. We wouldn't have run over. <laughs> this is all your fault. Mary Lynn Willemowski writes, dear Alan and. Dave. Uh-oh. Do you have your own... Did you have your own bedroom as a child, or did you have to share with a sibling? Hmm. Dave, did you have your own bedroom? I think when when I was older, my, my parents actually had to, like, turn half the garage into another bedroom, and we did finally get our own bedrooms. But most of my, my childhood, I, I grew up with my uh, younger brother. We had a pretty big room, so we had beds on each side, and we'd fight constantly. That was nice. But yeah. My sister pretty much always had her own room. She was the oldest and the girl, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't too bad, though. Yeah. yeah. For for a very, very brief window of time, my brother and I had the same room, and we fought all the time, and my parents just decided then that this is, you know, like either we're giving one of you up for adoption, yeah. or my dad has to lose his office and have a second oh, bedroom. Dang. Yeah. I sure do miss them. Yeah. How was your new family? 
Do we not even, do we not have laugh buttons anymore? Like, did we just get rid of those? No, 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 no. Just forget it. Just forget it. Okay. Alright. Anyway. I'm a little rusty, but it, it seems the, like the the, the audience normal. the audience feels for me that I have to put up with you that people in chat are actually typing ha 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 ha. Like <laughs> you see that? Alright. Uh, guys, we're gonna be back with our friend Lou Sander to promote the Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest right after this commercial break. Stick around. Your ad could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at info at alanmosley.tv. back to the show everybody our guest this evening is former host of the freedom radio oh, excuse me freedom fiends radio show and podcast current absentee landlord at lucendershow.com lou we're gonna have to work on that buddy today he's promoting the 10th annual midwest peace and liberty fest for more information you can go to mplfest.org lucander welcome to the hey. show hey thanks for having me on here it's a pleasure uh, we've been chatting back and forth over the interwebs for quite some time, and now I've, now we finally get a chance to shoot the bull in real uh, digital life. Well, there you have it, and it's funny that you would lead off with that. You know, we just had uh, a couple weeks back our live event, and one of the themes that we talked about on the show, leading up to it, talked about at the event, and and people have reminisced about ever since then, is kind of the 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 joy of 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 the remnant you know our little liberty family that's all around the country you know people that you feel like you know don't you like after you you see from them and you hear from them and you talk to them and and share their memes and all that stuff for for years and then to get to see those people in person uh in some sense it's like meeting someone brand new and in another sense it's it's like meeting an old friend that you've known for years. But you guys would know all about that because you're coming up on the 10th annual Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest. 10th annual, Lou. Tell people, for people that have never heard of it before, tell people about the event. Well, I think you just gave it a great introduction. Uh, it's all your imaginary friends from the interwebs getting 3D printed into real life and a chance to actually sit down and have conversations with them and not worrying about like getting put into Facebook jail over it. I, I think that's probably the, the easiest cliff notes version of it. But it's it's a little bit more than that. It's it's a it's a camping event. It's a way to exchange ideas and of course like i said shoot the bull but there's lots of activities lots of things to do uh there's a lot of people there with a lot of different backgrounds and they've got their own little things that they do there's a i, I think pretty much most of the people there i, I think it would be safe to say that it's uh Free-range children, homeschooling, unschooling, mm -hmm. NVC, peaceful parenting, things like that. So if this is something that you're interested in, uh, 
there's plenty of people to talk to to get ideas on how to go about doing these things if you're if you want to get started because i with almost everything out there the the most difficult part is the getting started where do i take my first step where do i put my foot well speaking of where to put your feet where can people go to enjoy the midwest peace and liberty fest and and correct me if i'm wrong this isn't just a one night affair like our nonsense i think this this is a multiple day affair isn't it Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be July 21st through the 25th, and it's going to be held in Gaines, Michigan. Let me let me see the – it's like Prairie Farm or something like that. Uh, I didn't know that, that that has a name, but anyway, it's a, it's a private property, 76 acres, and I, it, it's beautiful. I've, I've spent a lot of time out there. So a friend of mine owns it, and uh, they don't do any real farming out there, but it, it was a farm. Anyway, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of great area for setting up tents. So primitive camping. There's cabin tents for people that don't want to set up or don't have their own. Uh, so you can rent the cabin tents. And for those people that have RVs, there's going to be o- electrical hookups and water and I mean, just a whole nine yards. And there's even going to be showers and porta potties. Well, that's good because let's be honest, we know some people around the community that need a good shower. Uh, but, but, but or need to go to the bathroom. Said, well, yeah, that's true. Cause they're, cause they're full of it. I know that's what you actually mean. Uh, so what kind of activities can people expect? Oh gosh. Uh, aside from the conversations, uh, and also, uh, uh, a, a big subject there is permacultures, self-sustainability. Um, uh, there's, I think there's going to be a discussion on, temporary and permanent autonomous zones. Uh, I, I know that's something that's pretty big in the Liberty community. And there's this, that's something that's talked about a lot. And unfortunately, I don't think there's enough doing that. I think there's a lot of talking and a lot of theorizing. Well, there's, there's people out there that are doing it. They, they've created these communities, uh, intentional communities or permanent autonomous zones. And as a matter of fact, there was one that was, uh, talked about, I believe, last year that was going to be done down in the metro Detroit area, I think, or some, somewhere in that area. But uh, so I mean, that, that's some of the things. But as far as things that we have set up for for this one, uh, karaoke with Carrie McLean. Uh, there's probably going to be some stand-up comedy and open mic also. A live podcast recording with Daniel McCarthy and Nikki P. Uh, the the Hikadelic Magical Mystery Tour with Joe Mo. Uh, Joe Motard, they're going to be going over to a uh, hiking area and and uh, uh, searching for mushrooms and doing their hike. Uh, the Nancy Cushing uh, Memorial Biscuits and Gravy Cook-Off, uh, that's going to be going on this year. So I think this is like the third year for that. And Nancy is the mother of one of our uh, founding members, I guess, uh, Anyway, she passed away this past year, and, and she always got a kick out of the out of the um, biscuits and gravy cook off. And a little side note here, yeah, there's a there's people in their twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties, but there's also people in their late sixties and seventies out there. Um, they're coming around to the ideas of of liberty, and um, you don't need any of that, you know, constitutional nonsense, things like that. So. Um, it, it is really interesting the 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 diversity of the people that come out there. But anyway, uh, so got that. There's going to be an outing to the Holly Oaks ORV Park. Uh, so I guess uh, people that have 
ATVs are going to be going out there and doing a little riding around. Uh, you do need the the Michigan ORV park and uh, uh, ORV sticker and, and ticket purchase required. I'm not sure all the details on that, but uh, if anybody reaches out to, to us at the fest, then they can get whatever they need on that. Uh, the best temporary outdoor showers on the face of the planet. And I got to tell you something for temporary showers. These things are the bomb. It's like the, it's like the, the four seasons of camping showers. Uh, well, so also, well, also the, the uh, there's going to be an intentional community roundtable. Uh, I kind of mentioned that already. Uh, mm-hmm. Tuttle Twins reading for the kids, oh, and uh, scheduled guests so far, I believe uh, Prof CJ of the Dangerous History Podcast. So oh, CJ wow. Kilmer, and this will be, I think, his third or fourth appearance out there. Well, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so previous guests that we've had in the past, uh, Brett Venat of School Sucks, uh, mm-hmm. he's been out. He's been out there a few times. Uh, Jeffrey Tucker's been out there. Uh, Dana Martin, the homeschooling mom, the radical unschooling mom, and uh, oh gosh, what is that guy's name? Uh, the, the he's like a crypto hippie, uh, older Jewish guy, uh, real real tech savvy, uh, internet privacy things like that. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but I, I just loved listening to him. Oh, Mary Ruart's been out there too. Oh, great! So we've we've had uh, we've had some pretty interesting guests come out there. Oh, and of course, uh, everybody's favorite Ben Stone, the Back Waker. <laughs> he's been out. He's been out there a few times. So all that lineup, all the activities that are going on out there, Lou. Let me let me ask you, sort of go back to the beginning here, uh, ask you a little bit about yourself. How did you go from uh, former radio show and podcast to being the big promoter of the Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest? Uh, shortest straw? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... the What's really interesting is the very first uh, fest that we had, we did a live recording of the Freedom Fiends, and that was when it was still just a podcast. It, it wasn't on um, network radio or anything yet. Sorry about that. I got a cat climbing around here, and I had to give her the boot. But anyway, uh, we, we we did a live recording, and, and that was pretty neat. And I eventually got invited to become a, a member of the Freedom Fiends when it expanded from just a uh, two-day show on the weekend to like every night of the week and that there were openings and I was writing for the blog and I'd, I'd done some fiend in the field reporting and Michael asked me to come on board and eventually I wound up being the uh, the, the the lead host on on Wednesday night so it was Wednesday night was basically my night it was almost like I had my own little franchise of freedom fiends there but uh yeah it's it, it was really interesting and then with uh, a couple of years later, we did a live, I think it was maybe in the second year, we did an actual live show on the radio, on the GCN network from the fest. So, yeah, but I, I'd always been a part of this since the very first one. And, and what's really interesting is if you look at the history, how this thing was put together down in the Metro Detroit area of Michigan, you had 
I don't know, maybe seven or eight people sitting around in a living room in, in February shivering because, well, it's Michigan. And they said, you know what? We should go camping. And somebody says, right now? No, in the summer, in the summer. And so they, they, they started playing this event for like the seven or eight of them. And then they said, hey, let's put an event on Facebook and see what we can get. And and I think the very first year we had around about 100 people, but that included people from, I believe, Kentucky or Tennessee. There may have been somebody from Florida. There were a couple people from New Hampshire that came out. So I, that was a, that was pretty neat. And that was my first, my first real Liberty event. And it it was really neat to meet these people that I'd known online. And, and there were people that we met for the first time, like Beth, the person who owns the farm in Gaines, that was her first visit out there and she'd heard it promoted on the freedom fiends. And then, uh, was it, uh, yeah, and there was like a number of people that came out that wound up joining up with the group. So the group used to be the Michigan Peace and Liberty Coalition. And since I'm not down in the metro Detroit area anymore, I don't really know what the what the presence is. I, I know that they still do meetups like once a month, but as far as all the other activities, I don't think it's quite like it used to be. But I mean, it was it was quite the group. So anyway, when I, when I first saw the the event on uh, on uh, facebook i was scrolling through and i see this and i'm like hey wait a minute this sounds like fun and i i clicked interested in going and and posted something in there said oh man i can't wait for this and immediately got a friend request from uh from a couple of the uh, founders of the of the group and it helped it didn't hurt that they were cute so uh <laughs> so uh got friend requests and, and got invited to meetups and stuff. And, and, you know, I, I, I probably had, I not gone to the meetups, I, I missed uh, the first couple that I was invited to because uh, well, one time I had a uh, actual conflict. And then another time, I think the first one, I just like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay home and be miserable because that's more fun. Um, so I probably would not have gone to the fest had it not been for the engagement and the outreach. And, like I said a few minutes ago, it's always that first step that's always the most difficult. And now I can't imagine not going to a fest. I mean, if I had to hitchhike the the 500 miles to get there, I would. I'd, I'd look well, like an idiot with my kitchen on my back, but I would do it. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's definitely a big part of the equation. I, I, I know you and I both know from personal experience is, you know, trying trying to do something like this, trying to do something that involves the community and you you know, you're going to have to fundraise and you're going to have to, you know, find location and venue. And you're, you're trying to put together all these features because you're really trying to give people, you know, the most bang for their buck. And, but, but also, you know, kind of mentally segmenting so that you yourself can enjoy it. Right. I, mm-hmm. I know that for at least for me, uh, every year that we've done our thing, it's always been it's just a blur. It's just a stressful blur. And then like a week after it's over, I say, oh, man, I missed it. Even though I was standing there the whole time, I missed it. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's it, it's tough to do. But but that kind of leads me. That's what I wanted to ask you about next is uh, you you've got us doubled up on years. You're going into your 10th annual. We just did our fourth Um how how has the growth been and and what are some of the things you guys do to try to to try to one up yourself each year one up every single year make the the latest event the best one yet 
that that's a good one uh i don't know that we've consciously tried in some regards so the very first year it was done in in the in a state campground in like the group camping so big giant open field and that was kind of a spur of the moment didn't know how big it was going to be any of that stuff and we wound up getting complaints from the rangers they came over and said that the people on the other side of the lake were complaining about the noise and we're like oh no not this nonsense so we had a bunch of rangers coming around squinting at us and making sure that that nobody was smoking anything that was unapproved and things like that and then the following year we went out to a uh private property it was circle pines it's a it's a little co-op type deal and they're a little bit on the on the lefty side but I mean, for for the most part, not too bad. And then we finally moved it over back to the east side of the state. Um, was it two or three years ago? I think we've done three out there already, or this is the third. I don't know who could keep track. Who could keep track of it? But um, I, I think having it on a person's farm, we know this person. She's part of the group. That really provides a lot of the. There, there, there's less hassle than than we've gotten at other places, especially the state campground. But even the uh, even the lefty co-op, because they they were not cool on on open carrying, uh, they were pretty anti-gun. So that really turned a lot of people off, and and nobody cares about open carry out here. Um, you now just don't do anything stupid. You now the the basic ground rules. Uh, but so I, I think moving it to a larger area, we're hoping that there's a pond at this. At, on this farm don't think it's going to happen this year it could but we're not uh, we're not putting anything in stone but i think um i think with having uh, vendors coming in there so like with me i sell dinner i i used to do breakfast but i took on a young apprentice and he eventually took o- took over the breakfast operation so we got nick's second breakfast cafe because he sleeps in a little bit because he's young and and i think he likes to booze it up and chase the girls a little bit uh, and then I don't, I don't get up because, well, I'm just old. Uh, I, I, I stay up all night telling Nick to stay off my, off my lawn, but, uh, I do dinners. So like last year I smoked ribs, I did porchetta, I did a nice ribeye dinner and I'm probably going to change things up a little bit and maybe have like a Mexican night where I'm doing, um, different tacos or quesadillas or something like that. I haven't really decided yet, but I've got a lot of options. And then also we did like burgers and brats for people who didn't want anything fancy. So it, it it's a pretty good time. And, and and there's been a number of people out there that have vended food. There was a young gal out there, her name's uh, K- Karen, and she really raised the bar as far as the food that she was making. She was doing like charcuterie boards and, and different lamb and all these other dishes and it's like, wow, I'm, I'm feeling kind of, I'm feeling kind of basic here <laughs> now. Cause I, she, I, she's really good and, and she does a heck of a job and it's like, well, good thing. There's a lot of people out here. So as far as the growth goes, I don't know that we've ever really broken 200. I think we've done around 200, uh, the past several years with people coming in for day visits and then people that are camping for a night or four or whatever, uh, so it's, I'm not really worried about the numbers getting huge. Uh, cause I, I kind of, the, the, the thing that I really like about it is it's more small and intimate. You can go around and talk to everybody and have a, have a solid conversation with everybody in a weekend. Uh, 
I mean, it takes a little bit of effort to do it, but you can do that. Where if you go to something like Pork Fest, where I was there 2014 and 2016, 2014, I think there were around 15, 1600 people there, something like that. It was, it was quite a lot. And to, to actually sit down with everybody that you wanted to talk to was pretty tough. And then you had all the people that you didn't know that you wanted to talk to because you hadn't met them yet. So to go around and actually introduce yourself to everybody, and you need another week for that. Well, something you said really kind of struck a chord with me is you said that had it not been for the outreach, you may have never gone because you were you were in the group, you were kind of signed up, and and then you thought, ah, I'm busy, you know. Well, I wasn't in the this. group at the time. That's the whole thing. Yeah, but it's. So- I I I feel that though because I know that's a, a challenge for people like us or people that do who create content or people who write or do a lot of things is is you you know that the audience is out there but you're always fighting both with the dreaded algorithms and the internet and the platforms to try to get your message out but you're also fighting with with people themselves who i mean let's let's be honest with ourselves a lot of people in our communities being very individualistic in nature very private in nature uh sometimes tend to not be the people who will perhaps travel across the country or even across the state for that matter to to go to things uh but it's how do you guys do your messaging of trying of trying to get across to people that you know this is this is this is how we build community right this is this is how it is that we can have nice things is by getting people to get off their butts to to show up to 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 talk to communicate to be involved uh, as opposed to just being those kind of faceless nameless people on the other side of the screen yeah I I, I express that sentiment directly to them and. There, there was one guy that came out the the very first year. He um, he came out. I, I think it's like maybe I don't know Thursday night something like that. He was scrolling around on Facebook, and somebody had a cop block door hanger on there. Uh, it says "Come back with a warrant" or "Bureaucrats sure. not not welcome" something like that. Anyway, he says, "Hey, where do I get one of those?" And I think it was Katie, uh, one of the founders. She says, "Well, come out to the Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest." And he says, "What the heck is that?" And he was over in Kalamazoo, Michigan, over on the other side of the state. So it was probably about a maybe two to two to three hour drive for him, something like that. Anyway, he, he packed up his tent and he went out there and he didn't know anybody out there except for that. Katie had these cop block hangers, you mm-hmm. know, uh, she was bringing yeah. him out to the fest so he could get one. So he comes out and he sets up his TP and uh, TP tent rather. And people walked over. We introduced ourselves to him, asked him if he needed any help. And, and he was, uh, he was a fixture after that. And, and he, uh, came over to the other side of the state f- for meetups once a month. And as a matter of fact, when the chapter over in the western part of the state started going, he was part of that crew too. So they were setting up their own meetups on the other side. And some of the east east siders would go over and and uh, show the flag, whatever, for for the Midwest uh, Michigan Peace and Liberty Coalition. But I mean, that's, that's just one story. There was another gal. She was, uh, she was a recent widow. Her husband had passed away a couple of years before and she hadn't really done a whole lot. She was really just staying home, isolating, things like that. And 
she wound up coming out to the fest. It was it was like her her coming out from from this isolation. It was her first oh, wow. time first time really out in public because I all she was doing was going to work, coming home, and so anyway, she came out and and she had a good time and and she. Yeah, you know, she was just really excited about it, and it. An, another friend uh, described it almost as like a group therapy, in that being Liberty people, we're we're generally considered the oddballs. Um, we don't really fit in with mainstream society all the time, especially if you're full blown Liberty. I limited Liberty people; they can they can kind of. They can kind of blend in, put in that, put on their normie suit, and go out there and and do their thing. But uh, people like me, we don't really fit in when 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 somebody says, you know, hey, we need to fix the public schools. I said, oh, how about shut them down and not reopen them? And th- th- they're convinced that nobody will learn how to read and write. But these are the same people that if you took away babies at like six months old and put them in infant training academies, you know, they'd swear that a baby never learned to walk and talk on its own without the government. Yeah. And, and, and that's what you're dealing with. But this is a way for people to get out there and see what they've been talking and theorizing about. And I, I got to tell you, it's, it's a really good group of people. Now, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blow smoke and say that nobody has disagreements or anything like that. There have been disagreements, but you look at how it's handled, and you know you, you come up with with your own solutions to things, which is I mean, it's really what what we preach. So it's a, it's an opportunity to practice what we preach and to test it out. And as a matter of fact, I think I'm doing a presentation on law without the state. So that's that's going to be kind of interesting, uh, particularly when I figure out what I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, you know that so much of that, Lou, really strikes a chord with me because I I know I know I speak for a lot of people when I say that you know obviously in in whatever corner of the country you might be in you know it's it's easy it's easy to get down right when you you see just the the nonstop bombardment of the news and, and it's it's always bad um and <clears throat> you know and it's just that much more important to kind of rem, you know get that healthy reminder even if it's only just once a year that uh you know that we're not alone that there that maybe there's more of us than we realize that there is we just you know we don't we don't live next door we don't see each other all the time but you know fortunately for us we live in current year where we can keep up with each other and we can use technology to say hello um but that just that being said it's just no replacement for being able to see each other, break bread with each other. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know I'm incredibly thankful for having had the opportunity to do that. Uh, I just want to say to you, it's not even so much a question so much as it is just kind of letting you have the final thought here, uh, that, that bravo for being a part of putting it together. Um, because, and it's, uh, I'll say the same thing to you that Tom Woods said to me, uh, when I, I had said to him, Oh man, this is such a hassle and I'm going I'm burning a hole in my pocket trying to put these events together. And at the end of the day, basically all I have to show for it are are some group pictures. And and his answer was, yeah, but you did that, that, Mm -hmm. that opportunity for those people, not even, even taking yourself out of the equation, the, the opportunity for those people to visit and have camaraderie with one another. You did that. You made that happen. Uh, And you guys have been making that happen for going on 10 years. So well done. 
Oh, thanks. And it's, it, it's, it's really amazing. So this is both a family and adult friendly event. And I think the kids probably enjoy it as much as the adults do. And if, if not more, and like I said, there's a lot of free range and feral kids running around there. So they're, they're doing their thing. They're occupying themselves. Uh, they've got adults to, to maybe teach them how to do different crafts and stuff like that. Like the hippies. So get in there and they'll start doing some artwork with the young kids, but there's been archery lessons out there, shooting BB guns. I mean, just all sorts of different things. One year I did uh, uh, improvised fire starting, and I did it in like a lot of rain. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, to me, it's it it's not just a once a year thing though, because I have connections with these people that I I do holidays with them. I I do Thanksgiving downstate with my and fam instead of like regular family. Cause I don't have a whole lot of regular family and, and they're, they're not close by. Uh, I do Christmas with my and fam. It's the, you know, they, you, you build this connection and you can learn about all these different things that you want to learn about. Um, it, if people are interested in permaculture, there's a lot of people out there that do homesteading. So I mean, there's, there's all these different things that have uh, an appeal to liberty minded folks. So this is a way to uh, brainstorm, share ideas, test your ideas. I mean, it's, it, it's, it, it's just unbelievable. I and mean, it's, I, I guess that's the best way I could put it. Now, as far as people, there, there's a lot of people that complain, oh, there's no Liberty events, there's no Liberty events. And when they get an opportunity to go to one, they find a reason not to go. Sure. I, it's take that first step, go to mplfs.org, uh, drop me a message on face space, whatever. Um, send a, send an email to the, to the, to the group, go to the contact us, send questions uh, if, if, if you, if you need answers on, on how to do stuff or what to bring, things like that, let us know and we will help you out. I and mean, it's our goal to get as many people out there to have a good, as good of a time as humanly possible. So, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about prices here. So yeah. the, the price on this, okay. If you're ready for this, it sure. is a whopping $15 a day. So that's camping for one person age 12 or 12 and older. Uh, children under 12 are free. Wow. So there, there's no, well, they're not free. They cost an awful lot to their parents, but uh, there's, <laughs> there's, there's no additional cost to bring them along. Uh, it'll be $20 at the gate. So you don't even have to, you don't even have to register uh, before you go, but the online registration and the online pricing ends July 15th. So that's primitive camping. Uh, like I said, there's going to be showers there. There's going to be porta potties. There's a dishwashing area. Uh, there's plenty of, if you want to cook, you can set up your own little kitchen. You can come over to the salt kitchen when I'm doing dinner or Nick is doing the second breakfast cafe, whatever. Uh, the RV hookups is $10 a day plus admission. So $25 a day for the RV. And then well, $10 a day for the RV and then the $15 for adult and children 12 and older. And yes, there's water out there and there's uh 20 amp service. So you won't be able to, you won't be able to run like a big giant air conditioner on a fifth wheel, but you'll be able to run your lights and stereo and refrigerator and all that other stuff. So it's just like being hooked into an outlet at home. 
And then uh, for those that are flying in and can't carry stuff or they don't have stuff, they can do a cabin tent. So there's 10 of these things this year, 10 of them. It's a uh, 10 by 10 tall 10 by 10 tall tent. So an easy up and it's got screen around it. It's got a floor. It's got the walls to where you can have privacy and everything else. Uh, stand up, walk around led light queen arrow bed with USB charging port. So this queen arrow bed, this is a lot of times with air mattresses, they'll start to release a little bit of air during the night, especially when you got temperature changes. This thing has like a brain on it and it will refill. And it's not even allowed when it refills. It's like, it's not even the the regular air pump. It's just like a little tiny air pump that's going to keep you from turning your air mattress into a taco shell. So the, the excellent comfort there. Three shelf storage table, lightweight linens. Uh, yep, quietly maintains the air pressure. So 199 plus the fest admission. So the 199 is the rental. So 50 bucks a night for this uh, five star tent plus admission. Uh, like I said, there's only 10 of them available. And what else do we have here? Uh, oh, there's also a 10% Bitcoin discount. Ooh, yeah. For people so, that are wanting to get rid of their Bitcoin right now, in particular. <laughs> yeah, so we are, we are crypto friendly. Well, I think that was put up before Bitcoin went on sale. So yeah, but anyway, uh, if somebody comes out for the day, I, be, I believe the day passes are going to be fifteen dollars a day. But uh, get registered, round up your friends and family, and get them registered today. Yes, at mplfest.org, and get out there. Take that first step. Step outside the comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. You know, don't just show up, but bring bring your friends with you. Uh, Lou, I think I, th- I think if you haven't sold it on them, then they're just going to be miserable slots that stay at home. And we can't we can't tell these people enough. We can't have nice things if people don't go out there and get involved, visit each other. Uh, support causes, support things they care about. Uh, Lou, I've got one more for you before we take our final break. Alrighty. If you have two lasagnas and you stack one lasagna on top of the other, is it still two lasagnas or is it now just a lasagna? It is... A little bit of wonderfulness. It is a it is a modern art masterpiece. It's it's food procreating with itself or with each other. So I'm gonna say it's one big giant supersized lasagna. Uh, it's it's like the Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest of lasagnas, where you can't do any better than that. How's that sound? Judge, How's that for an answer? Ju- Let's check with the judges. That is correct. It is just a single, absolutely heavenly lasagna. Lou, you've won the bonus round. Unfortunately, we don't have any prizes because, I mean, let's face it, this is a Liberty podcast, so we don't have any money, but you did get it right. (laughs) Lou, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. So for more of my stuff, uh, I I have been doing satire on at LouSandersShow.com. Yeah, LouSandersShow.com. I am the absentee landlord over there, but the commies haven't tried to homestead it because it's not finished. Uh, But, yeah, I do have some, some... 
satire articles and i hope to start putting out some podcasts again soon i've got a lot of people to interview and i, I even have some old interviews somewhere that i can still put out but anyway com and then midwest peace of liberty fest is mplfest.org mike papa lima fest.org thanks for having me out it's a it's a real pleasure to come on your show and finally chat with you well thank you so much for saying so guys we're going to be back to wrap up the show right after this commercial break. Don't go away. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Mosley. Like our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash TV. You can follow me on Twitter. It's twitter.com at TV. Subscribe to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com slash TV. We're also on Odyssey. Goes for a brief. It's Also, if you're more than a bleh. You gotta watch the goddamn show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you yeah. don't see all the racist memes that Dave <laughs> Dave sends me. Those you guys. Oh. Dave sends me those every day and says, "Is this too much for the show?" And I say, "Yes." And he says, "Oh, good." And then he puts them in, and <laughs> that's how that goes. Yeah, because he's the producer. <laughs> that's how it goes. You know this. You know this to be true. All right. Dave, do you have a final thought? Uh, another great show as usual. Um, great guest. Had a lot of fun trying to, you know, warming back up, getting back into the mm-hmm. the regular producer seat here. Feel like even though I feel a little rusty, pretty much probably looked exactly the same as it usually does. So I hope it was better than that. It was yeah. fun. Please, comma says he'll be fine. He's literally half of Ron Paul's age. I'm actually a lot less than half of Ron Paul's age, actually. Because Ron Paul's like 84, so that would be 42. And I mean, oh. imagine being in your 40s. Jesus Ugh. Christ. Am I right, Dave? Yeah, that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah that's, that's actually kind of sick. So in the in the future that I want, those people just... Just... <laughs> you get, you, there's a callback. I feel bad for people yeah. like Ryan, who just got here five seconds ago. Because Ryan, Ryan, you... Yeah. Away from the tornadoes. Yeah. Uh, after party, you think? Yeah, short, short one. Okay. Still not hundred percent. Yeah. All right. When have you ever been a hundred percent on this? Sh- what the hell? Oh my gosh! I just ended it. What the hell? Wait, what are you doing? On that. I don't have a safety button on that. I thought I was going to the. So anyway, could you wait for me to say? It. Could you wait for me to say the line? Could you? Could you, though, Dave? Yeah. All right. Now no one's going to get to see my wonderful wink just for Uh them. And it's on that auto thing. Yeah, it's just going to cut off, and we have to just stop. And then we just have to... I'm going to yell at you in the after party now. That's how we're starting. There we go. (laughs) After I said I, I did all right, you know, and then...